Or didn't do. Aloha, everybody. That was late today. We've switched to premium, and then the the thing comes in late. Aloha, everybody. This is uh, Jennifer O. I'm the Hawaii Psychic, and we're going to do something different today. I have a co-host, Debbie, who's with us. Say hello, Debbie. Hello. Hello, everyone. And this is another amazing woman who um, has a couple of different websites. She is the creator of I Love Bloomies dot com, which is totally awesome, and she created the Gratitude Garden, which I think is really amazing and wonderful, and so she really gets into women's issues and helps um, move them in a positive direction, being grateful um, with the new positive movement, spirituality, and all of that sort of thing, and we were talking, and we decided to do a show on Girls' Night Out, because we tend to discuss a lot of women's things, and crack ourselves up and laugh immensely <laughs> and think we should do a radio show on this. So we are going to be answering some calls, taking some questions and answering some calls, but we do want to cover some things um, talking about women's intuition. So we're going to start it out before that we take calls from you guys and answer questions. We will answer questions, anything from a psychic perspective to just women's perspective um, and relationships and just, you know, things that are going on in your life with kids and all of that. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, I don't know, I've had a lot of people sort of ask me this sort of thing. Um, you, It's going to be a little different on a psychic perspective versus um, your perspective, in, which is, is women in, intuition real? Do you ever have other women ask you that? I mean, do you guys... Like, is that a thing? Because when they ask a psychic, they laugh and just be like, I know this sounds really weird, but, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like I know stuff, but I know that that's really weird. And they act like it's this thing that's sort of secret that they don't want to bring up yes. because people laugh. But women do talk about that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So we've discussed, you know, so it is real. And and let me just, from a psychic's perspective, Women's intuition is real. It's it's similar to, um, you know, uh, intuition, psychic ability that you just have as a human. You know, men have it too. Women tend to be more in touch with their how they're feeling and their emotions, which is, I think, why that people label it women's intuition because men tend to blow off their feelings or their gut feelings or you know, any feeling that they would have towards guiding them towards intuition stuff, they'd be like, that's stupid, I shouldn't know that, you know, whatever, and they blow it off. So women generally tend to be more in tune with their intuition, which is why that, um, you know, it's called women's intuition, or women call it women's intuition. And so Debbie is um, a good example of you've actually began developing your intuition quite a bit over the last couple of years as you've been moving towards the bloomies and moving towards the gratitude garden and all of that. Um, do you feel like that you have uh, really magnified it or do you feel like you've sort of just uh, paid more attention to what was already there? I think that the more uh, spiritual I became, um just learning about myself, and I think the more authentic I became, the more kind of lifting that veil and just getting in tune intuitively. Mm -hmm. And I always have been intuitive through my dreams ever since I was little. Everybody that knows me knows 
you know, if I dream something, it's 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 pretty it's pretty spot on. And um, I realized, like you said, in the last couple of years, that I am also intuitive um, in my in my waking state as well. And and like you said, we I, I really think that we're born with it, and then it becomes kind of women's intuition because then we get, you know, we can have that maternal instinct as well. And some just, I think, kind of um, stuff it down maybe, like you said, they don't really talk about it too much. Or yeah, they think it's like a... About it. Yeah, it's weird because they don't want to tell everybody about it. And that's why I was wondering if women talk about it often because, of course, they always ask me those questions because they know that I have no judgment. So, um, but it, it it's a real thing, and, and everybody has it. It's not just women. Mm-hmm. Women tend to be more in tune. One of the things right. that men or women talk about it the most with, though, which is one of the things we're going to address right off the bat, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but um, is love and cheating and, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's happening in their love life. And, you know, I... Do you notice that you and your friends tend to be more in tune with their woman's intuition when it comes to love or when it comes to what spouses or boyfriends or whatever are doing? Do you notice that? Because when people call me, I do notice that almost all the time they'll go, I have a feeling, you know, I, I've been wondering about this. They tend to be, they think very in tune with their intuition when it comes to love. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what, and, and do you find that with, with your girlfriends? Um, the question, yeah, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, but, but I think sometimes, um, like you said uh, in the previous conversation, that the emotions come in too. Well, there's a problem with that, and that's why I want to address this right off the bat before that we start um, taking some calls on here, is women's intuition when it comes to love or relationships, they, I... Women really need to get a, a, another opinion on that and not flip out right away. And, you know, the reason for that is because when your emotions get involved, it's just like as a psychic. Um, as a psychic, I cannot always see things clearly for things, you know, in my own life with, you know, marriage or kids or all that. You're just, when you become very involved with a person who's very close to you, you, your emotions become involved and you want certain things for them or, or for your relationship. And so you become unclear. Your intuition starts to be clouded by your emotions. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we were talking about. Um, I noticed, though, and, and there's a couple of things that women's intuition is really good for. Intuition is, is incredibly good for, which is one of the things you talked about, kids. Uh-huh. And should go over that because you did have a trick. I, I don't know if, if you guys have kids out there. There's something that I do that you had brought up as well that you do, and I think it's a really good trick. And and can you, you know, elaborate on that? You called it a gut check. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I uh, raising two teens right now, and um, you know, with curfews and such, sometimes with my 17 year old, if she's late. You know, instead of going into panic mode, I'll do a gut check. I'll just stop and, you know, just no emotion, no nothing, just do a gut check. I know she's okay. I know she's okay. And, you know, and then maybe 15 minutes later, you know, she'll come. But that's my tool because or else you can worry yourself sick. 
so right. I, you know, just practicing, just doing that, 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 just that one gut check. And I also, you know, and I think you do the same thing. I teach that to the girls so that they can stay in tune, they can be intuitive, and they can themselves do their own gut checks as well. Right. And, and when I, you're saying a gut check, when you're saying a gut check, you just take a minute. Feel in your your inside of you know your tummy and your chest and all that area. Yes. If you ask God or you know source or whoever, are they okay? Yes. And if you feel a calming feeling, then that's what you would consider a gut check, which is obviously what you feel most all the time because she's always okay. But it is, <laughs> as long as you're feeling a calming feeling, then then you kind of calm yourself down and sort of don't freak out as much. Correct. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, and I think that that would be good to use. Actually, I love that trick. I've used it myself with my own kids because with me, um, my psychic abilities tend to fly right out the window when it comes to my kids, and I go into straight panic mode. <laughs> and so in order to calm myself down into a, you know, not wanting to, you know, tie them up and throw them in the room when they get in the house, um, I have to do something to sort of calm myself down so that I can talk to them rationally when they come in. Because usually, just like with your kids, my kids, they're not they're not doing anything intentionally too bad. I mean, our children tend to be pretty good kids, and so they you know, something happens where they're 10, 15 minutes late. But, of course, when it's in the middle of the night as a parent, that can make you freak out incredibly and want to go, well, why didn't you leave a half hour early, you know? Um, right. They're, they're kids. They don't think that. And so I think that gut check thing is really a great idea and and really important. And we are just going to – we are going to answer a couple of these calls, but I want to ask you because we obviously know how I – use my intuition. How do you use your intuition as you've developed it? How do you use your, your women's intuition or your intuitive senses now that over the years, what do you use it that's most positive in, in how it works in your life? You know what? I use my intuition to, I, when I started the Blue Meat, I, the see the table wishes, I knew that um, in my gut that that was going to be a good positive thing for other people, and um, through, again, my dreams, you know, I had a dream that, you know, that that um, I saw the bags, I saw the, the, my art on them, and I just followed that. I followed, I followed my dreams, and, and I got that going, The and then I started the gratitude garden. Um, the gratitude garden, I went to the botanical, my local botanical garden, and I just felt instinctively that somehow, some way, I was going to be in the in this garden. And um then I just I got inspired to start a gratitude garden and that's where people can write on their bloomy papers what it is they're thankful for and plant it right there, water it and it's a it's a collective community project. And again my, my instincts just I mean my heart was going, I felt I could just feel it, that it was going to be, you know, a good thing, a positive thing. So in my business, I constantly use my intuition. You know, that's um, a really good point that you brought that up because that's also where I see that people can be very objective with their intuition, and that's actually one of the things that I teach clients all the time. So it's interesting that that's where you really use it in a strong way is in business or in purpose of where you're supposed to go in life. 
Um, that's where I find, and, and you must have found as well, it, like I said, it, you can be not so objective so, so you get a clearer picture of what you're supposed to do. The problem that people have is they'll be like, oh, yeah, I should be a yoga teacher or I should, you know, do the bloomies like you did or I should be a psychic or a writer like I did. And then they go, no, that's just, why would I even think that? Like, you know, it's really funny. That's they, true. Yeah, they think, why, I just had um, done a reading not very long ago, uh, seeing a woman being a yoga teacher, and she had had the, that come to her um, a week before that. And she said, did mm-hmm. you just say a yoga teacher? And I'm like, yes. And she said, that is so weird. And I'm thinking, well, not really, because they tell me that a lot when I'm doing readings. But <laughs> I'm thinking, do you remember who you called? Um, that's what I But anyways. Um, so she said, no, I just had a vision of me doing that last week, or it kept coming to my mind. I kept seeing it as a picture. And she said, I blew it off. She goes, why did I do that? Like, I, I now that you're saying that to me, that was my signal. That was my intuition. That was all of these things pointing me in the right direction. Because the point of the reading was she was having issues with trying to find her way and where she wanted to go uh-huh. in career. And she just blew it off, and she and she was just it was like the light bulb went on. She had an aha moment. So, and you know just, what I think happens, Jen, is I think what happens is women get this. She she got a vision, and women have a vision, or women, you know, it feels right. But then I think it gets quieted and hushed. There, there, that feeling, the intuition, by other people, or you know, like asking why. Well, but this is your career. You know, you're a banker. Why would you go be a yoga instructor? Or by other people or their own inner critic. You know what's really funny? hmm. Um, she she was a banker. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) You're kidding! I'm not kidding. Oh my god! Now we have to start talking about her because now we're going to get into her personal space. But uh, yeah, that's wow. But the, That's the crazy. Thing, yeah, ironic, right? The funny thing about this is too is I um years and years ago I always wanted to be a writer and I wanted to be a writer when I was young and I tried to write a few mm-hmm. books and I did horribly and it was awful and thank God I didn't save them. Um but I I had no idea of what what I wanted to write or why I should be a writer. So as I got older, et cetera, I mean, obviously anybody who follows me knows that I'm on like my sixth book at this point, but I I did not see that coming. I mean, I just wanted, I had this desire and then I was thinking I've never written anything. I'm not even a good, like I don't, I'm a content writer, but the technical writer stuff kind of threw me. And so, you know, not thinking about hiring the editors, proofreaders and all those things, um, it's a process, and I blew it off for a while, but now I've written six books. And so it was mm-hmm. always a desire. It was always a picture. It was always something I se- could see and I could feel to my soul. And I I did what a lot of people do cause, because it was me in my life. You know, you just kind of push it to the side until the desire is so right. strong. But let's take one of these calls and see um, what we have uh, for questions. We have an area code 864. Aloha. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I kind of, I was I was thinking as you guys were talking about everything, um, it's weird for me because as far as intu- intuition, um, mm-hmm. I could have, I, I could be 
more or less, I could tell other people, like, okay, this is best for you, but when it comes to myself, I can't decide. Like, I'll go, I can't make a decision. Oh, that's absolutely the way it works. I mean, um, it, it's true, and and I actually have a trick for that for you that's similar to Debbie's gut check, which I um, teach all my clients, and so I love that you brought that up. You are actually very intuitive, you're, you're, and you're sensitive. I don't know if you know that, but you bring it, you're very sensitive to people's energies. Does that make sense to you? Um, probably, I mean, probably, you Like yeah. if they're upset or they're, you, you know, you, they can drain you if they're upset or happy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they, have a strong, yeah they, they have a strong effect on you, and they also drain your energy. And so yeah. um, uh, just so that you know, and I do this for a living with clients all over the world, I'm extremely accurate with other people. But when it comes to my own life, um, I tend to have to get a you know my own reading done if I if I'm really having issues or I have to refer to this this thing I'm going to teach you which is we're not allowed to see our own path as clear but what we what we can do is we can be guided by um, what Debbie was saying how she was seeing a picture and being more guided towards something you always have that internal in that internal want or desire within your body but there's a way that you can differentiate that a little bit and what you do is let's say you're having trouble deciding um between two jobs or let's say you're at a current job and trying to decide if you should t- um go do something less like in a cubicle or something. Let's say you work in a cubicle. You want to think about doing something where you're around people or more active. And so the way that you do that is you close your eyes and you go into the future. And so in, in for everybody listening, your eyes must be closed for this. It's very important. Why? Because what you're going to do is you're going to focus on the feeling, the intuition in your body, in your chest and in your tummy area. With your eyes open, your mind starts going. When you close your eyes, you only focus on that feeling inside the body. And so what you do is you go six months into the future or two months into the future or however long seems appropriate, and you imagine that you stayed where you were staying. Let's just say that you stayed at the job you were staying in and you um, didn't go anywhere and the days were still going by the same way. You were still having the same lunches. You were coming home at the same time. And you imagine you do the gut check, like Debbie said. You feel in the body and, and you will have a noticeable feeling of how that feels. It will either feel good and okay or it will feel not so good. You will have a noticeable feeling of some kind in the body. Then you do a 180 and you make the exact opposite choice. You still go into the future, however many months you did with the first choice, and then you say, imagine that you left the job and that you just went looking for something else, working outside or, or in the yoga studio or something of that nature. And you go and imagine that you've gotten a job, you pursued it, maybe you're making less money, but you're doing something totally different, you're working with your body, and you imagine how that feels. You just imagine what it's like to go to work every day and what that feels like. And you will have a noticeable feeling in the body again, and you will know immediately by doing those two things which one feels better and which one doesn't feel as good. Now, they may be a close feeling, but you're going to, one will noticeably feel better. Does that make sense? Right. You can do it that. It does actually completely, it actually completely makes sense to me. Yeah. You, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, no, I was kidding. I'm going to have to stop doing that because I yeah, always come to that crossroads. 
anything important to you. You can do it with relationships. You can do it with um, opportunities that come into your life. Um, I actually just did this with a nephew who was having a really, really hard time. And his mother called me and said, you got to talk to him. He was having a really hard time because a movie had come into his town and he is a junior in high school and he really want, he read for this, the lead part. They really liked him. And he had already committed to a Shakespeare play in a small community uh-huh. theater and he didn't know what to do. And he was so torn that it was making his stomach upset. And when I went through the exercise with him, he knew immediately that he was supposed to go for the movie role. And he said, thank you. He said, I kn- right the minute I closed my eyes and felt the movie, he said, I knew that was the direction. And no matter what, that's the right way for me to go. And so it can wow. really clarify things in your life. And that is a really great exercise I teach all my clients. So continue to do the things for other people. But when it comes to you, do that exercise. And you can do it for little things to big things. It works every time. Do you have anything to add for that, Debbie? Um, I would say, I would like to add that when you do do that, make sure that you are in a space where you have no distractions, turn your phone off, things like that. And if you can't, even go outside. Go go outside and um, just try to have, you know, no distractions around you. Um, but that's a that's an excellent exercise to do. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try that. Um, the, the thing really quick, um, was that my husband, he had got, like, this really bad pain in his hand, and I, we actually, you know how I read on this thing about when a woman with a husband and everything, and um, I told him, I think he should, you know, they doctor thought it might be rheumatoid, something in his hand, because it hurt, and I told him to go to a chiropractor. I said, I have this feeling, I have this deep, deep feeling that if you go to a chiropractor, I don't know why, I just have this feeling. If you go to a chiropractor, they could probably help you more than the doc than an actual doctor. And it, that was my opinion and my feeling. And I kind of pushed the issue with him, and he got so mad. I was like, "But I'm just telling you, I don't. I think you're going around in circles." And I mean, they, it's just like he doesn't want to listen to me. And then I'm just like, "Would?" And, and all I'm doing is going around in circles with him because he don't want to listen to me. Well, I just I just want you to know. My husband's married to a psychic, and he listens to nothing I say. <laughs> he doesn't listen to anything I say, I swear to God. And I, I think that's just a husband-wife thing. I don't know. But I, then, then you get the wonderful thing of being able to go, I told you so, later, you know. I mean, it is hilarious how my husband doesn't listen to me. And every once in a while, he looks at me sideways when he finds out I'm right and will be like, okay, yeah, you got me on this one. But it's just a husband and wife thing. Don't push the issue too much. Um, I don't even. Even even if I know for a fact, because I can see things very clearly for him sometimes, I let him learn his own lesson because that's really um, probably what needed to happen. That's probably why he's not mm-hmm. listening. Is he needed his own to journey. Yeah, his own journey. So wow. as we put on the show, don't let it make you crazy. Just give him your wow. input and go, it, I really have a strong feeling about this, and leave it at that. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I enjoyed with everything that your help, and thank you. And it was Absolutely. And definitely go on um, my Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, and let's keep in touch. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Aloha.
Thank take you. Take care. Thank you. All right. Um, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, we're going to take another call here, but is that totally hilarious that her husband doesn't listen? I mean, like, when you did know, she yeah. listen to you? Like, I never listened. Right. It's the Dr. Oz syndrome. You know, <laughs> it's like if Dr. Oz says, you know, like, my husband wanted, uh, <laughs> this is silly, he wanted a, a more, like, for chicken, he wanted um drumsticks and thighs and I kept saying no no the breast is healthier the breast is healthier and then he and then we were watching Dr. Oz and Dr. Oz said dark meat is better oh and so I, so, so I said well now we can't because Dr. Oz says that yeah. it's healthier it's you know I do have to say if it comes to a safety thing where I'll be like, don't drive down this road I'm not kidding me kidding you oh, yeah. I'll to yeah. listen at that point but um <laughs> We have area code uh, 215. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm not bad. (laughs) What questions do you have for us? Oh, um, oh, I took a um, a pregnancy test from my doctor, and I'm waiting for my results. Oh. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. And so you took a pregnancy de- test at the doctor, but you're waiting for the results back. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that you've been trying to get pregnant or not trying to get pregnant. What's happening? Um, I wanted, I, I wanted to. I, not that I'm saying I don't. Um, I'm in a job right now that um, I'm not super feeling. But okay. I feel like it's just a time frame, like I'm buying time to get to the next job that I want, which I feel is coming really soon. And when I did talk to the girl at the doctor's office and said, oh, my gosh, well, what if I want? And she was like, hold on a second. She's like, it's all going to come through. She's like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, and as soon as she said that, something clicked. And I was like, it's still going to happen. I'm like, I- I'll be okay. Like, but I'm like, I'm waiting to hear my results. <laughs> um, well, the thing that I can tell you is um, a couple of different things is everything really always does turn out okay. But that's one thing that women tend to do worse than men is they tend to not realize how much that they have control over their own future. And so they tend to go to what if, what if, what if negatively instead of what if, what if, what if positively. And so, um, you know, the thing is, is I, if you, if you're not pregnant now, I do think that you're going to have to be very careful within the next six weeks, um, because your body's trying to get pregnant. So, um, you really, but the other thing that I hear in your voice is you really need to make a clear decision on what it is that you're seeing for yourself in your future. You know, don't really just kind of leave it up to, you know, you're not really sure and you're sort of going with whatever that it just seems less miserable at the time, you know, as far as work and all those sort of things, decide what you want and go for it make it a plan. So. Oh, I um, am. I I am. I was just a little, um, not nervous, but a little, let me say surprised because I was like, okay, I'm like, I haven't had my period in... Yeah, you're going to have to be um, very, very careful. I'm seeing a positive result real soon if you don't have it now, so... 
Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Take okay. care. I am uh, glad I don't have to do that anymore. Um, that that would be a little nerve-wracking. Um, we have an area code uh, 724, and we are having issues. Can you hear me, 724? Yes, I can. Okay. Hello? Well, your little microphone just left. It, like, disappeared off my board. Um, but that's okay. What's happening with you? I'm worried about my daughter. Oh, what? What's happening? Um, her health and work issues. Okay. Um, be a little bit more. Give us a little bit more of the story, just so that we can give you a more detailed answer. I mean, she's older, obviously, if she's working. So she, yeah, she what she's been doing? off since October, okay. and they found out she has a neck problem, and her work does not want to give her workman's compensation and her insurance doesn't want to pay for her bills and she has no money coming in and needs a neck operation. Wow. Um, That is really a lot of stuff there. Um, Is she fighting with the um, uh, workers' compensation people, though? I mean, not fighting, but are they going through? She has one more appeal. Okay. And she because, doesn't know whether to hire a lawyer. It's very hard to fight. Well, right. Federal, uh, federal. <laughs> yes. Um, lawyers just they want like three hundred bucks an hour. Right. And it that's if you find one. <laughs> right. Well, her only option there is really I feel like in the next appeal it will, um, you know, uh, what do I want to say? It they will pay for some of her stuff but if you want to get it paid for it's going to have to you're going to have to hire a lawyer Um, that's just the way it's going to have to be because I feel like that you don't have enough representation on your side making your case and you know that's the way work comps is set up it's set up not to pay you so um, you're going to have to you'll either have to figure out how to pay the majority of the operation on your own or pay the money to the lawyer to get the the operation um, mostly paid for. Does that make sense? Yeah, I and, just worry about her health. And yeah. will she have this job when she gets it, you know, I don't healthy. feel like she goes back to this job. I, I mean, and I think that part of that is probably her or what happens with the work comp. I think, you know, this is another thing that me and Debbie were talking about is we have to – we do worry about our kids, um, but there's, you know, with things that they're doing, especially when they become adult kids, there's not a lot that you can do except for just be of support to them because what happens is they're making all their own choices, you know. They're choosing where they work and, and things that happen in their life, and um, we don't have any control over that. So just be of support to her as much you can and give her the best motherly advice that you can and, um you know, help her make good choices as far as, you know, the surgery goes. But that's a rough one. I mean, I do feel like you're going to have to have some legal stuff involved. Do you feel she'll win her case? If she gets some legal, if you get some um, somebody representing you, yes. Can I make a suggestion as well? Yes, please do. Yes. And try to um, kind of 
defuse all that worry and turn it around and think positively. Instead of sending out all that worrisome energy to your daughter, try to stop it and and send out, you know, positive thoughts. It will be handled. It will be taken care of. Your daughter, you know, she's going through her own thing as well. And then, you know, this is it's a lot to go through, but I feel that maybe, Mom, you could send her, you know, more positive um, thoughts and love well, and, and, and try to stop that worry. What you're saying is, is being strong, too. You know, when you say mm-hmm. that, that was a good point, Debbie, because what happens in, in um, our believe you me, I do the same thing as a mother half the time, but um, our our initial reaction is to worry about them being okay, but what Debbie is saying Mm -hmm. is for to channel that worry into being the strong support for her, as in, don't even worry about it. We're going to get this figured out. No matter how it works out, we're going to get this figured out. And Debbie, that's a really good point because when it comes to health issues, worry Mm -hmm. and stuff of that nature really cause people to not heal in the correct way that Mm -hmm. they need to heal. And so it can actually, her worrying about these things, um, it can actually hinder healing time. So you can help her speed up all those processes by going, you know, you're not feeling well and I'm going to help you filter through this and no matter what, it's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I know that's hard to do, but as it far is. as it is hard. Attraction, it's an, almost impossible for some people. But as far as a lot of attraction and stuff goes, it, it can really change outcomes. But yes, you need to get you need to get somebody in your corner. You you just it's just gonna have to be that way. So Do you, you might see it being have... a man or a woman representing her. Um, I don't think it's probably going to matter much. You just need somebody representing her. Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck with that, hon. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. That is a hard situation when it comes mm-hmm. to your kids. Right, mama bear stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, seven seven three area code. Aloha, can we help you? Hello. Hello. Hi. What can we help you with? Hi. Um. I uh, I saw tonight's topic and I was motivated to ask about um my supervisor who she is um driving me crazy, and I'm just wondering um you know. Um, how to handle it, and will it blow over, um, those kind of questions. Okay. Um, I just have a question for you just because I'm kind of curious on because of tonight's topic. Um, Why do you feel like um, she behaves the way she does to you? Do you have your own intuition or your own idea on that? Um, You know, I have conjectures, if you want to call them that, I conjecture it could be some sense of competition, um, some sense of, um, you know, she could feel threatened. Um, She might feel that she herself um, has uh, has missed out on some things that she she was promised. Uh, It could be any of those things or something totally new. I think now the interesting thing about that is you you hit most all those on the head. And that's why I wanted to ask you that is because I could feel you were pretty in tune with her and what was happening. And somehow she likes to try to keep you down to keep her status more superior or have a have a 
um, a thing over you, if that makes sense, to kind of show you where your place is and her place is because she's afraid that you are going to rise up um, into more of a where she's not so much a superior. Um, and, and it's because of th some things that have happened in the past and because she tends to get her um, her what she feels like is her strength by being ahead of people or bossing us to people. Does that make sense to you? Um, yes. Yeah. And so um, as far as handling that, Deb, why don't you give her some advice and then I'll I'll tack on to that. Um, well, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking about how we react. So, so she, it's how you react to her. So you kind of need to either put up a shield or a mirror to show her how she's treating you. And, um, you know, for example, if someone, you know, treating you badly, then are you going to take it or are you going to, um, you know, rant and rave or, or just kind of quietly um, try to think of an example here. Um, just kind of quietly do your own do your own thing, or maybe just if you can stand up to her. Well, stand up to her. yeah, I think the other thing too is, and that call for some reason has dropped. You know, I I have oh. issues with Skype. There's just not going to happen where I don't. Um, with this particular caller, if you're still listening, or for anybody else out there, she had a pretty good um, idea of what the problem was with the woman. And so, what you do at that point also is, since you already have an idea of why she's being the way that she's being to you, you use that to not fuel their fire at you, so to speak. And I'm not one to say, oh, there's, I suppose everyone hears that. Um, I'm not one to say, you know, necessarily back down and become submissive, but I'm saying you can use that intuition to help the relationship not be like sandpaper. Because mm -hmm. you can tend to know things that don't that will set that person off, or you can tend to react, like you said, in a way that is non-aggressive where they sort of back off. So, um, you know, she had a lot of insight on that, but it's kind of that thing. She really knew what was happening. She just didn't know what to do with what was happening. Mm -hmm. So we have um, another caller on area code 484. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. This is the first time I found your show. Excellent. We're happy to have you. What Hello. questions do you have for us? Thank you. Well, the question I have is um, regarding a man from my past, and he is currently back into my life again, and he was here on Saturday and spent some time with me, and on Sunday afternoon, or should I say maybe Monday, um, all of a sudden I was sitting on the couch, and I was no longer... In the present time, I was somewhere else, like a deja vu, and I actually seen this man sitting on my couch and living with me. So <laughs> is that is that a sign that he's going to be moving in this residence and spending time here, or what is going on? Um, yeah, that's actually called a dimensional shift. I don't know if um, I, I don't want to. And I get... mean, it shook me. It yes. shook me to my core, and I actually ran upstairs 
and called my best girlfriend, and I said, I really need to be on the phone with someone because I don't even know what the heck just happened. <laughs> I mean, what was that? It's the funnest call ever. Um, it's, it's a dimensional shift, and, and actually what happens is you actually shift time for a minute, and that sounds really weird to other people, so if I want to say it not so weird, it's similar to what I do when I do psychic readings. Um, you shift into the future for a second and you get you. But the problem is you shift into it with your whole body and your whole being, your whole soul. So instead of just seeing a picture of it, you're in that right. time. Frame. And I know what you mean, because I'm a psychic and I do weird things all the time. Like people are like, how do you know that? Like, you're strange. Right. And so um, but <laughs> when I do a dimensional shift, there has been times this happened to my husband um, one time and it's happened to me before and it leads you like you said you you have this feeling where you're like shaking almost because you're you know what just happened but it's almost not believable unless it's happened right, and I was not prepared for this I mean I no. was there sitting talking to my daughter you know we got the radio on and all of a sudden yep. I'm like somewhere else and I'm like whoa what That's just it. happened yes. here that happened to me and my husband as we were driving, and we were doing it separately, and it was about a year and a half apart. He was actually driving to work one morning, and he had stopped at this stoplight, and he said the next thing he knew, literally, in the blink of an eye, it, he was actually probably five miles down the road, and he didn't know where he was because he had done this dimensional shift. And that's actually kind of known in Hawaii. There's been several people that that has happened to, but it freaked okay. him out. The same thing happened to me. And um, I've known many psychics that this has happened to. So your, your, your intuition, your women's intuition is probably off the charts. You probably just don't know it very much. But the highest, I tend to notice that the more intuitive you get, the more apt you are to make those dimensional shifts. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. This is the first yes. time this has ever happened. So my question would be, now, back in January, January 27th, I had a dream, and usually my dreams come true, and the dream was um, somehow Jason's belongings show up here at my door, and they're black garbage bags, and I don't know if he brings them, or if the person that he's living with right now dumps him off at my house and he comes later. But for some reason, I feel like he's going to be living here. Yeah, I feel that he'll be living there, too, and I feel that somebody else drops his stuff off that is kind of ticked at him. Do you know when any of this is going to go? Do you know when any of this is going to go on so I can, like, uh, physically, mentally prepare myself? <laughs> Um, it does feel like some things happen around um, the July time frame. Things start to shift for you. Um, but, you're, you know, don't try to prepare yourself for anything, like, in specifically. What I would rather have you do is really kind of embrace the, the oddness of what happened and really enjoy that experience and then and, and try to get more of a grasp on other experiences that you have, not exactly like that, but with your own intuition. Because I really feel like you have opened floodgates in the past year, year and a half to your own intuition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like they're going off the charts. So instead of trying to be physically and mentally prepared for that, Enjoy the ride. Debbie does that really well. You're just like loving the ride, aren't you? Right. And I want to and I'm going to tell the caller too that 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 will serve you well. The the intuition, the deja vu as you call it, that will serve you well. So 
um, as Jen said, enjoy the ride <laughs> because instead of, you know, worrying about or wondering when, just just sit with it and trust your own instincts, your own intuition. Right, and and what what is it called when I have a dream and that stuff is already happening or it happens very soon? Well, People call them premonition dreams is what they call them. You really should go get that um, book that should be on my blog talk, or if not, it's on my hawaiihealings.com, that Keys to the Spirit World. Um, okay. That, that book I wrote for people like such as yourself and beginners, and I wrote that because of many classes that I did. So that's going to explain a lot of those different things to you. And it will also explain to you, more of how to control it a little bit more and how to understand it a little bit better. And it covers everything. So it's like if you get the ebook, it's like two ninety nine, and then if you do a print book, which will be available like at the end of the week, I think it's like nine something. So um, okay, yeah, go get that because it'll help you with all of that stuff because you really have opened some floodgates here. And the thing is. When you open the floodgates of the psychic ability and stuff, when you're dealing with another person, and this is a really good thing on the Women's Intuition Show, um, what happens is there's a lot of probabilities that that become involved. So they're still making choices. You're still making choices. Yes, you're probably both heading in the same direction as as your premonition and all that. But um, because of that, it's hard to nail down time frames. So that's why I'm saying don't really try to prepare yourself physically for like, okay, on July 15th, you know, they're moving in. We're good. You know, it it just doesn't work that way when you're dealing with another person because that adds variables. And so could this this actually happen sooner because for some reason my gut instinct, I just feel like something is is on the the, 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 the tip of the iceberg. Yes, it could actually happen sooner. What I'm seeing is a lot of changes going on in your life and your living situation in July, like some permanent changes. So it could very well happen anytime before then. And that's what you want to go off of. You want to go off your own gut. I tell people all the time, never your own gut feeling, your own feeling on the whole thing should always trump everybody else's. So even as a psychic, whatever, you that is your internal guidance system, and that's what it's there for. So you want to use that as your guidance. So, yes, it could happen sooner. But what a great call. That was fun. I, I enjoyed your story. I look forward to, hear, to hearing from you and hearing more on what's going to go on with that. That will be exciting. Okay. I will <laughs> keep in touch. Absolutely. Okay. Have a good night. You Bye. too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we have um, another caller from area code 510. Hi. Hi. What can we help you with? Um, well, I'm calling because I'm kind of, um, I'm dealing with some financial issues, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering when that's also going to clear up. Um, have you ever, when you say financial issues, this seems to be past and present stuff and related to also job situation and everything. Yes. Okay. Um, have you made a plan of where you want to go financially at all, like in your head or on paper? No. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, because that, I feel like you're just going in circles and you'll continue to go in circles till you give the universe a direction, which I hate to say universe because people like, or what the heck does that mean? But you need to have some type of direction of where you're going on paper, in your head, 
heading that way. That's the way life works. You 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 can't just if you don't give a direction of what you want cleared up, whether it be love, finances, whatever, it, it, mm-hmm. it you can't get there. You have to kind of view it as a journey and a destination on a map. So let's say you're okay. at this town where your stuff's all screwed up. You can't get to the town where you're not all screwed up if you don't have some sort of idea of how you know what what you want to be resolved. I want these things paid off in a year. I want I need a new car. I need to make more money. You you need to be more specific about what you want because otherwise I just see you treading water and going in circles for a long time. Okay. Okay. But once you make that clarification, I think things turn around for you rather quickly. Okay. All right. That's very helpful. Okay. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Um, well, I applied to law school and I um, got an acceptance from one of the schools. Um, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm still waiting for some other schools to get back to me. And I was, I was wondering, do you see them saying yes? And is there a reason why I'm feeling a little bit of hesitancy? around the school that I was accepted to? Um, well, I want to ask you that question right back at you because I'm just kind of curious, and then I will tell you. Why do you think you're feeling hesitant about that school? Well, when I first, um, I actually visited that school. The other schools I have not visited. Um, when I first visited that school, I just felt like, there was something that was missing, perhaps, um, maybe something, I don't know how to explain it, like artificial is the only word that I okay. can come up with. Well, the, uh, the, the one thing that I noticed is uh, I, it feels like you also didn't like the location or the town. Does that make sense? It's kind of far from where I'm moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the location or the town seems to be the problem, but um, it feels like you may be, I don't know if they do this, but there may be like a wait list or something where you're potentially waiting to get into another school too, like where they're saying, we we haven't completely accepted you, but we have to see, you know, like pending these issues, like if you're going to get in. So um, the thing that I feel is just whatever school you get into, even if it's just a one, and I think you feel this too. Taking that is better than not taking it. Does that make sense? Yeah, not. Well, I need to move forward. Yeah, so you just need to move forward financially, and that helps you clear up stuff. Um, But it feels like the next school that accepts you is kind of like a um, you got to wait for something or wait and see type of thing. Okay. Okay. Well, that that kind of makes sense because I'm um, the school. There's I called them today, and they said they're doing the second round of reviews, and I'll either know this Friday or next Friday. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. All right. But well, you have a you have a wonderful day, and and don't forget to you know make your direction. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to end up this because we're getting towards the end of the call um, thing here. That was another thing that was kind of probably a good note to end on is it doesn't seem like that many women that I know tend to have much of a direction. Um, Maybe that's because it's what I do and I tend to get a lot of people that don't have that type of direction. Um, But do you think that's pretty common? 
a direction financially, like oh, their financial life, plan? Financially and in life. They tend to seem like they're just kind of going with the flow of wherever they're going. Well, going back to that last caller, you know, she's, um, you could hear kind of the frustration and, like you said, um, running in, in circles right now. And while she's, you have to get it out on paper, you have to put your financial plan out on paper, what it is that you want, where's, you know, where's your money going. And while she's thinking of that, and I, and I know this firsthand, you know, she wakes up in the morning, she can express, you know, gratitude. What is she thankful for today? You know, do her financial plan at the end of the day. What was she thankful for that day? I think that can start to turn things around and turn that worry around. And she can, you know, kind of, shed a, um, more light or new light on her current financial situation. Yeah, because but, you started carrying around a journal, didn't you? When when all this development started happening, you started carrying it around and actually using that to write things down every day, didn't you? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. actually, that is why you do what you do with the Bloomies and the Gratitude Garden. And didn't you say that people had a really hard time trying to, because the point of the Bloomies or the Gratitude Garden was to write things that they either wished for or were grateful for. And you said that when you would take those two places um, for for women or whoever to fill out things that they wished for or were grateful for, they had a really hard time, right? Yeah. The Bloomies first started out as um, writing down what it is that you want, what it is, you know, that, that you wish for. And what I found was women were stuck right there. They could not write down because they didn't know. When when they have, you know, a two-and-a-half by three-and-a-half-inch paper to to write on, they, it, it, they didn't know. And, and that's where I was, at, you know, what, four years ago, five years ago. I did not know what I wanted either, and I couldn't write anything down. And the only thing that I wrote down that I could at that moment was, I believe, I believe. I believe everything was going to work out, and and that's it. Just took off, and so. But it's interesting how many women you ran into that couldn't didn't didn't yes. have anything to write down. No, no, because as no, the women just they just did not know they were stuck, and I even I even met women who came to the gratitude garden and said, "Oh, someone gifted me a, a bloomy." Um, back in December, and I still haven't written on it. <laughs> so that kind of led to workshops. You know, that's we we started doing these uh, joyful retreats, and you know, getting women to 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 cultivate what it is that they want. And yeah, and the premise behind the Bloomies is they have seated paper. She has this beautiful little pouch and her artwork on there, and she has seated paper that you actually write what it is that you want in the future, what it is that you you want to bring into your life, and then you plant it. And, and when you plant it, the, the seeds and the flowers and the wildflowers, they grow. So you get to see your dream and your desire sort of come to fruition right before your eyes. And so it reminds you also of that coming into your life. So the premise is absolutely amazing. I love it. But and, and then what you were saying is, but nobody knows what to put. They it's like they save it too, don't they? They save it they for like someday that they're gonna really decide they really want something, which is weird because you know you can always think of a hundred things. I think of a hundred things. I would like somebody to come in and do my laundry. I would love to have a cook. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could think. Right. Uh, but you know, you know, yeah, but what what I found was, you know, 
it, it was almost like um, they needed permission to say, you can write right. whatever it is that you wanted. So that right. was the very first thing I gave out in my in my workshop was a permission slip. Yeah. You can, and this is yours. You can write whatever it is that you want. Because I think um, as wives and mothers, uh, women begin to feel like they're being selfish if right. they wish for something for themselves. It's really funny because I even have this problem. My kids make fun of me, but um, I can actually go buy clothes or things for my husband or my kids like nothing. Like I can drop $20, $50, whatever, no problem. Mm -hmm. But if it comes to buying something for myself, I'm like, oh, do I really need it? You know, I really have like, I don't know, eight shirts from 1980. I think I can, you know, I don't really need another. I mean, you know, I it's hilarious because, and my kids just, it makes them crazy. They're like, you do this all the time just buy it at six dollars right but as a wife and a mother um we give up a lot of things and we sacrifice yeah. and it becomes a way of life without us realizing it and so you you spend a lot of time caretaking and and trying to support everybody else's wants and needs and desires that you forget to make your own wants and needs a wish you forget exactly. to make a direction, exactly. and you forget that it's okay and it's not selfish. It's exactly, exactly. And we need to nurture ourselves. We must nurture ourselves as well. And that's how then the gratitude started. I said, okay, how can I get people to write on these bloomies? How can, you know, we give back to, you know, nature? And how can we give to people? And that's when I said, okay, we're writing down now. What is it we're thankful for? And that flowed. That was so easy for people to do. Everybody right. wrote down what they were thankful for because that is easy and and much easier than, like you said, being selfish and writing down, you know, what it is that they right. what they wanted. But that's giving thanks, and women tend to be able to give thanks a lot. They just don't be able to give their wants a lot. So. We need to work on that as women. And, and so everybody else, I think that's a good note to end on. Um, you know, really check your thoughts and check your, your desires and your wants. Have you have you thought about what you want in your life lately? Have you made that statement to yourself even internally? Have you written it on paper? It's huge. It's huge. You cannot get what you want if it's not out there somewhere, if it's not something that you've accepted as okay to want something and want something better for yourself. And and they and women do that, put it off till they hit about 40, then they decide that they need to make some decisions, right? And so exactly. that will be another show. Um, please check out uh, Debbie's website, I love bloomies.com, right? Yes. Okay. Please mm-hmm. check that out. You'll be able to see all of her stuff about her gratitude garden and her Facebook and all that stuff and the Bloomies, the seed of paper. So when you decide what you want, go to the website, get the stuff and plant it by God. Okay. <laughs> if you want any more um, information on uh, developing your own intuition and what, how to do that and what it feels like and, and all of those things, um, definitely go to my website. Hawaii Healings with an S, HawaiiHealings.com. All my information is from there. You can hit my blog, my Twitter, my Facebook. Hit me up on Facebook and Twitter, please. I do a lot of stuff on there. And then you can get all my books from that direction as well. So um, thank you for joining in, and we will see you next week. Aloha. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye.